anyway, so um, get back to the movie. They go. Oh, so, he hyper he hyperspaces into the and like stops the the Falcon short of crashing, which was kind of right. cool. But like, it just seems like JJ is always trying to crash iconic ships, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or make iconic ships come out of the ocean and shit like that. So, well, the Falcon does live, so thank that's God. Good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and going back to Solo's death, um, he. <laughs> we're kind of jumping all around, but like he, I think said like he wanted to go out in a fiery death. And so like, I don't know, like, like a heroic fiery death. I don't know. Would you think that this is the best way for him to go out or would you expecting him to like do something fucking crazy heroic, like drive up into the independence day ship and blow it up, you know, kind of thing. I think if it was in Jedi, I would expect it then, but because he's so much older and he has a son, like it makes his death, it makes his death really hard to accept inside the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Meaning really like tragic. if like Han was killed by blaster fire, then, you know, he was just a casualty of war. Right. And in the same way he is a casualty of war, but he was killed by his own son so that his son could fall deeper into the dark side. Yeah. So, oh, you dude, know, he's got balls, JJ has got balls, dude. He's got balls. I swear to so God. Like, so like, that's so, so tough. Think about, you know, think about how Kylo Ren idolizes Darth Vader, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, there's no Jedi Academy, and he can't find Luke. He can't find... There's no Jedi Temple for him to slaughter other Jedi. What's the next closest thing he has, you know, is his mm-hmm. father. So, like... And I gotta, under, I gotta wonder why he... Why he has such big beef with Han and not Leia. Well, we don't know yet. Yeah, so I mean that's he one of those things to, where like I I need to find out. Later you know, on I'm, I'm surprised Han didn't say like, "Hey, Leia and I, you know, miss you. Your mom and I miss you." Whatever he just says, I thought he I did. You. I think he just says, "I miss you. We want you to come home." I don't know if he even mentions his mother. No, I, I thought he did. I thought did I thought he said, "We, we want yeah. you to come home. We miss you," or something like that. Yeah, but so, you're like, right. I, I was you're wondering right. why. You're right though, because he kills a few people and, and doesn't seem to like. I thought because I originally thought, oh, once you kill, like once Anakin killed Mace Windu, all of a sudden, boom, he's like under the Emperor's thumb. Well, he never thumb. killed Mace Windu. Well, uh, uh, well, after he chopped his hand off, he's like, oh, all of a sudden, boom, he's under the Emperor's thumb. Boom, yeah. like right then and there. But this seems like no, you can kill as many people as you want, but but it's like at some point. It has to be something emotional, you know. It or has, has to, be- to. Well, the light. I mean, that's what he keeps. You know, that's what he kept saying. Like he was afraid of. You know, he says it to Darth Vader's helmet. Yeah. And then I and keep then getting pulled, Rey, pulled into the light. Yeah, and then Ray says it to Kylo Ren. You know, when You're he's afraid. interrogating her. So you know, there's that internal conflict with him where um, it's almost the polar opposite for for Vader actually, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird. And, and like, I was thinking about this, like if you idolize Vader so much, you can't like, did Luke not tell him that he actually turned back to the light side? Like, did he leave that part out? Like, yeah, that's true. So like, it, it doesn't make sense. Like you're idolizing your, your, you know, your grandfather, but at the same time, like you're idolizing the thing that he ended up not wanting to be. Yeah. He, he had good in him too. I mean, his son felt it. He said that he's like I feel it, even if it's just a little smidget. And he's like, Obi- Leia Obi- felt it too. Leia says the same thing about Ren. Yeah. Oh my God, I just remembered Obi Wan or uh, when Vader goes, Obi Wan once thought as you did. Didn't? Did they ever clear that up in the prequels? Fuck, I don't know. We're gonna have to like. Uh, we'll have to do a whole. We'll have to do a whole segment on the prequels. We. Uh, I think he says it in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Right before they start their acrobatic lightsaber fight. I think um, I think it's Padme that says that. Yeah, there's good in you. We need to blah blah blah. But I don't. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know those movies. Those movies. I mean, they they screwed a lot of the stuff that the original trilogy set up. And then they went when they went back. They they didn't. You know, never saw Anakin as really a good pilot. Never saw him kick ass as a Jedi. Really, you know. I never, never saw really that. Saw they were like best friends. Yeah, no, that's the biggest one. They were more like father and son, and or brothers, or they didn't know what the fuck they were. They weren't really brothers either. Yeah, Lucas didn't know what the fuck they were. But anyway, so okay, so Han dies. 
that's the that's the big deal. And what's his name? Ren gets shot by Wookie, and the Wookie does the fucking. Well, let's back up a little bit. The <laughs> second that the saber goes through Hans Hans, uh, you know, back, mm-hmm. I like gasped and like elbow yeah. and elbowed my friend, and then the second that that happened. You see Chewie let out this god awful Wookiee scream. Oh, yeah, right. And I was like, oh my god, that's fucking like awesome and sad at the same time. Yeah, it was horrible. It was yeah. horrible. When he lets out that scream, I was like, oh my god. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then he he does the, the by Rathgar's hammer, I will avenge the yeah, game. Basically, he yeah, he's crazy. Just, yeah, he goes ape shit and like and and I'm like, I'm wondering, like, you know, because in these type of movies, it's always the main character, the main Jedi fighting the main, you know, Sith mm-hmm. Lord or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if anybody is going to satisfy Chewie's bloodlust to fucking kill Kylo Ren. I I think if anyone is going to, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I think if anyone wants to kill him the most, it's definitely Chewie at this point. But right, um, we'll have to see because he's got something has to happen where we're gonna root for Chewie. Chewie's got to have his moment. They had way more Chewie moments in this thing than they did in, in almost all the movies combined. I really yeah. love what they did with Chewie. I'm just like he's not a little pant, you know, guy that didn't get a medal. He's a fucking badass. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, definitely. And um, I love that when, you know, Finn looks up at Han and goes, you can, you can understand that thing. And he's like, yeah, right. I can understand that thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he lets out that roar. He just goes Wookie rage on everybody. Fucking berserker mode blows everybody away. And then, um, yeah, he, he ends up evening the fight by shooting Ren. Yeah. Yeah. He shoots him right in the gut. Like, like, and throws him back. But he also has that really cool scene where he runs out and he flicks the detonator. I was like, man, yeah. they, gave, they gave Chewie a lot of shit to do. I, I loved it. I fucking loved it. Um, but yeah, like he hits the detonator and everything blows up, and that's where isn't that where uh, Poe? Yeah. Then they have the then they have to throw back the original Death Star and that turn in before he flies into the exhaust thing there, whatever that thing is called. Yeah. So did you say, you said earlier that they barely sent any troops out there to like, yeah, there was like, that thing. like, so the star killer base is like, you know, the show it's like 10 times bigger. Right. You know, and they send in like distance, like, because here, here was my thinking, right? The resistance is this like basically, you know, non-section sanctioned, like army for the Republic that the Republic allows to happen. Like almost like Navy SEALs, right? Like the small mm-hmm. amount of people who go out there and like, you know, do the things that people don't want done or don't want to, you know, talk about like terrorists or shit like that, you know? Right. The first order is basically a derivative of the empire. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so clearly they built this fucking gigantic, you know, Base that is ten times larger than the Death Star. You know, like a hundred. You see the hologram or the yeah, yeah. they popped up it's like shit. So the, the the two problems I have with the with with this homage to a New Hope and part of Return of the Jedi is when the Empire and and, and the original trilogy falls in this falls in this manner too. They explain it in a New Hope that like they don't expect a small band of X-Wings to try and actually take this fucking giant base down mm-hmm. because it makes no sense. Like they, if anything, they expect like a giant armada to come after this thing. Right. Not like, right. Four, not like 10 stuff X-Wing to go after it. Right. Right. So in this version or in this movie, the resistance isn't a small band of secret rebels trying to fight against the empire. Right. Yeah. They're, they're well known. Right. They're in, they like, they're run by the, the hero of, you know, the rebellion, who has direct ties to the Republic, the New Republic, because Mon Mothma is actually the Chancellor. Mm-hmm. So, so they have this small base, and it's like, wait a minute, how come you guys have the same amount of fucking X-Wings as you did 30 years ago, and 
you're going after a base that's 10 times larger. And it's not like, and, and the way that they attack the Starkiller base is you're actually not actually trying to, you know, blast your torpedoes down like a, what is it, two millimeters or two Right, meters? right. Two meters Why? Wide. It's not, you're not trying to do something like very precise and small like that. The thing you're trying to blow up is fucking massive. And you only send 12 X-Wing to it. Where basically when you actually see that fight happen and the X-Wing like shoot the torpedoes to that, again, I don't want, I can't remember what it was called, but it was fucking huge. Yeah. So basically it was like throwing pebbles at that fucking thing. And it's like, okay, well, you mean, where's the, like, the X-Wings are supposed to be for dogfighting. Where right. the fuck, where the fuck are the Y-Bombers? Cause that's what the Y wings are. They're bombers. Yeah, yeah, they could have they could have dropped some bombs on that little. It was it wasn't like a cap or it was something like that. They were trying to blow up. And yeah, yeah, inside of it. Yeah, yeah see, but they weren't they they weren't trying to fly inside of it. They just happened to do that because Han was like, "Well, we can't leave. We've got to fucking help these guys." Yeah, we have to blow because this they thing would have failed miserably because yeah, they, they couldn't they like couldn't blow up X wing. Because they couldn't fire enough torpedoes to blow that thing up. I know, I know. So, One of the guys is like, half our fleet is gone. That little ugly And it's like, no, they only yeah. blew up three. If they blow up three and you say half your fleet is gone, clearly you did not send enough people. <laughs> you did send, right. You didn't send right. bombers. You like, didn't send where's the train? Where's like, yeah, you didn't send, like, where's, where's your carrier? Where's the equivalent of the carrier to send to blow this thing up? Like, that's. That was the part that I had a problem with. I'm like, well, yeah, I get it. Like, there's, it's kind of like there's Jedi. a lot of problems. A lot, a lot of problems. One of the, one of the biggest ones is why the fuck did they let this thing get built in the first place? And number two, um, why? I mean, I understand Finn said, "Hey, I work in sanitation," but how did he know? Like, why don't these fucking people keep the information to the base tight lipped amongst a, a few people? Why? There's a bunch of people know. Where well, Finn didn't know where the shield was. He had. He didn't know where the shield password. was. But, but how did they? Like, why couldn't they have that thing heavily guarded on a different part of the planet or something? Like, I don't. I just. Yeah, there's really no. There's really no like top, like like blaster towers to protect it. Yeah, I mean they had some towers shooting and whatnot, but it wasn't anything crazy like the dude the trench okay the trench the death star was like breathtaking that was just like a fucking awesome amazing sequence but in this movie it's like they just rushed it they're like okay we need to get in there blow it up and get out of here blow the whole fucking planet up and away we go and and then i I thought to myself well the empire was so vast they were on every planet i don't remember the first order being on every planet they weren't yeah, so they were all on one fucking planet. It blew up. So now, what are they gonna? Where where are they gonna go with this? They're gonna go. Well, out I don't and know. Recruit. Wherever wherever Snoke is, I guess that's their home base. Okay, so I mean, did a bunch of you know first order got off? Oh wait, the so that's part of the problem with the movie. So or that's part of the problem with this battle. So so the resistance side, they only said like you know twelve X wing to try to blow up this massive, massive mm-hmm. like facility. You know, it would be like trying to take. I don't know, like, whatever the equivalent is, because that thing was fucking huge. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, basically taking, like, a, you know, a helicopter with a Gatling gun and trying to destroy Yankee Stadium. Like, it would take you fucking forever. Right. You know, so, so anyway, so the other, the other side of that is the Starkiller base is a base. It is 10 times bigger or 50 times bigger than the Death Star, whatever it is. It's just fucking mm-hmm. huge, right? How come there's only 20 TIE fighters fighting these 12? They're out, they're, the X-Wing by far are outnumbered, right? But mm-hmm. they're not outnumbered where they're outnumbered like 20 to 1, which on a planet or a base that fucking big, you would think you could outnumber X-Wings that, you know, let's well, just say they get 20 there. You, you should still have more than twenty fucking tie fighters. It's tie not. It's not just that. You saw, it's not just that. You saw how many people they had on their base. You saw like that Hitler scene yeah. where he's like yeah. talking to the New Order and all that. They could have been on the ground shooting up in the air, and they would have blown a bunch of fucking X wings out of the sky. There's yeah. just so many, like so many people. Like it just doesn't make any any kind of sense. Like Han and these little a couple of people fly through the. You know, hyperspace fly through there. You know, they sneak in un- undetected and, and then, you know, and blow the fucking thing up. It just seems so like 
like they had to have that in order to run into Ren and have that whole scene. Like, I understand that. I understand that, you know, it, it was kind of weird how they had to have the whole, do the whole blow up star killer base or whatever. I mean, I, obviously they're trying to like mimic a new hope and whatnot. And, you know, and return of the Jedi, you know, the second death star, I remember going, Holy shit, like a second death star. Um, so at but, least it made more sense in the second Death Star because you have a gaping fucking hole in it. Like it's not completed. Well, it made sense that they would build multiple ones, I guess. I mean, like one was built on top of the other, you know, simultaneously or something. But like if you that. were the first order, you think you would be like, okay, well, hey, do you remember? Do you remember the first two Death Stars? Yeah. Let's not do that again. Let's, yeah. you know, let's, let's fortify. And if we do game. do that again, let's make sure we have enough TIE fighters to protect it. Yeah. And not put the shield generator on a remote planet. Let's have some security inside the shield uh, generator. That, that would be a good idea. Or wherever there's a weakness in the base, let's not expose it. Yeah, put it somewhere behind so closed doors. The, the other, okay, there's one more thing that bothered me about the base, and then we can move on from that. But they run into Captain Phasma and, and they grabbed her. And right. Finn, Finn's like, I'm in control now, Phasma, which I love that. That was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. And then they go into the thing and he's like, points a gun on her head and says, undo the shields. And she just does it. She just goes, right. she just like powers it down. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, no, no, that wouldn't happen. It's bullshit. Because, Why? well, because, okay, let's say Finn shoots her in the head and kills her. Then what are they right. going to do? They can't put the shields down. So it's like, it's this weird, like, I don't know. Like, I just thought it was too easy to get the shields down. I really, like, I loved in A New Hope when Obi-Wan had to say, you know, hey, you guys go that way or stay here. I'm going to go shut the shield generators down. And it was that whole scene where he did that whole thing. It was actually tractor beam. Tractor beam. I love that. Okay. So why couldn't they do something similar with that, where they had to go through this whole rigmarole to get the shield down. Instead, they just grab the bitch and they're like, shut it down. And she's like, okay, you're not going to get away with this. You're going to die. You know, and I'm just like, all right, well, that's dumb. And then what do they say? Like, let's throw her down the trash chute or something like that. Yeah, that was basically I wonder, they a said, homage to A New Hope. Right. Now, I guess she comes back. They said that pretty much the whole cast minus Harrison Ford is back for the next one. So I don't know how the fuck she survived. I don't know how Ren survived. I don't know how any of these people survive when that planet starts, you know. Yeah, because um, Hux, Hux is so far away from Ren, and Snoke tells him to go get him. Yeah, yeah. And, it, well, you know, we'll get to that in a second. But, um, okay, so they Chewie blows it, blows it up. Ray, mm-hmm. and Finn, Ray and Finn run out into the snow, right? Right. Like, they run out into the snow, and as they're running, I don't know how Ren caught up to that. <laughs> that was like... Yeah. He's like injured. He's fucked up, and like he he pulls a, a Freddy, what do you call it? A, a Jason, you right. know, where you're running through the forest as fast as you can, and Jason's like lumbering. All of a sudden, boom, he's in front of you, and you're like, "What the fuck?" You know? Yeah. Um, Maybe he force ran from like the Phantom Menace, what you never see again. <laughs> yeah, what you never see again. But he pops up. What I thought was really cool about that scene is he kept. You notice he kept smacking his wound. He kept like yeah, hitting yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. What was that all about? Was that like some um, weird, like tactic, like trying to keep awake or trying to? No, I thought I it, get, it reminded me. It reminded me of like um, I can't remember the villain, but it reminded me of villain from a movie where they were injured and like the pain like gave them this like adrenaline rush. Aha! Uh-huh, drove them like it and like so. I was thinking like the like the pain you know, gave him, like, extra oomph in the dark side to to use that against, to use it to, for more power or more energy or something like that. That's why, I kept, that's why I thought he kept punching. It was like, and it was almost like, it was almost like it also reminded me of, um, of the Da Vinci Code, where the, uh, the pale monk kept, like, torturing himself like uh, repenting, but like he thought it would bring him closer to God, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like thinking like every time he punched his wound, it was bringing him closer to the dark side. Okay. Or something like that. So that's, I, I mean, I, 
There's probably multiple layers to that, but I kind of thought it was an adrenaline thing or like a, you know, come on, Ren, like, come on, like focus. Yeah, exactly. Focus yeah. Yeah. Like that. Um, yeah. Which I thought was, it was interesting to his character. I mean, that Ren is such an interesting character, really complex. Yeah. I'd like that. I mean, he, the first initial reaction I got like when the movie was over was that, wow, he's a really whiny bitch. And then I look back on, you know, the, the two trilogies and I'm like, you know what? Luke was more bitchy yeah. and whiny. And Anakin was even whiny Barf, bitchy yeah. when he became Darth Vader. You know, like, right. even when he gives that speech to Obi-Wan on Mustafar before they start fighting, I'm like, you're still whining. It just, it like, I can't like, take you seriously. It feels like to me, JJ took that and say, well, what if Darth Vader became Darth Vader before he got older? Like, what if, you know what I mean? Like, like this is the Darth Vader we should have had in the prequels kind of thing, like, because, like actually show the, the difficult turn and like yeah. help show, like so much hard it is to actually turn to the dark side than just being like, okay, flip a switch. Just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just, I love his character. I love every character. I didn't have a yeah. problem with anybody um, except for the look of Snoke. But other than that, I loved every new character that they brought. But in. even then, that's that's just the artists creating Snoke. Right, that right. Had nothing I, to do with, that had nothing to do with his performance as Snoke. No, not at all. He, he, it sounds creepy, and so he does yeah. the job, like always. Yeah, yeah and that guy, the, the fact that that guy is not given some kind of award for anything and that he's, he's done. It's a travesty. Yeah, like he's, fucking he's, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Like, how the fuck do you uh, not give that movie? Is just ridiculous. Yeah. It's so anyway, good. but um, so, yeah. yeah. So uh, the fight happens, or is about to happen, and then he force pushes Ray up into the tree. ten feet up a tree, and somehow doesn't break any limbs when she falls. But whatever, no, and doesn't kill her. You know, hits yeah. her head real hard, doesn't kill her. But yeah, and then you know, uh, Finn gets pissed off ignites the lightsaber for the second time and basically is like, bring it, bitch, come get it. Well, he says, um, he says to him, hey, that's mine. Yeah, yeah. Or that belongs to me. And he's like, come get it, which is great. Yeah. And the, the battle, okay, so we got to talk battles. I remember okay. in, in the original trilogy, the battle seemed a little slow. Um, Empire, Empire's battle was great because... Are you talking about... The lightsaber fights, or yes, the... the lightsaber, the lightsaber fight, like in A New Hope, really slow. You know, kind right. of like two old men fighting, or whatever. And in the second mm-hmm. movie, um, Empire, you know, Vader a little Luke, bit faster, a little bit faster. But then there was that, like when they got on the catwalk, they went furious. Like he went after Luke like crazy. He's right, like, basically okay. trying to end the fight, right? Yeah, there. he's like, okay, enough of this shit, we're done, and just goes at him. You know, it's crazy. And then in the third one, you know, it's kind of. I mean, the battle's kind of cool. I mean, Luke is kind of lackadaisical or whatever. And well, Luke basically loses it and almost turns to the dark side. That yeah, yeah, he does l- lose it in the end when Vader like taunts him. Like that's the best. Like, there's a lot of like bad parts in that fight. If you watch it again, like Vader yeah. just completely takes a dive at the end. Yeah, basically, that's just bad. That's just bad choreography. But right, the scene when he's like, "If you won't turn to the dark side, then perhaps she will," and he yells out, "No." And he fucking like ignites the lightsaber and just goes after him like that. Does he yell that, out you know, no, or does he yell out Darth? I can't remember. I thought he yelled. Somebody out said Darth. Vader. And no, I was thought I he said no. I, no. I thought he said never or something like that. Yeah, like, something like up. that. But um, the scene just kicks ass. So there's a lot the, of emotion in that scene too. Like even though Vader takes a, a dive at the end of that lightsaber fight. The scene that the part that I love the most, besides the part where he says whatever he says underneath those stairs, is the part where he just goes ape shit on Vader's lightsaber. Yeah, and so like whacking and like just crazy. whacking down on it, and then he like hits it up, and then he cuts his hand off. Like that scene, there was so much more emotion in those like seven swipes that he's trying to fucking like hack at Vader than in the entire Revenge of the Sith fight. Yeah, you know, well, the, the entire pre- the entire prequel. Like you know the the but Obi Wan and Darth Maul was pretty good. Yeah, I mean it it was too short. His fight with him was too short, and it was way too choreographed before he got there. Like once Obi Wan fought him by himself, it it became a really cool fight. Right. Yeah. Um. But um. You know, I can't think of anything. You know, in in the subsequent movies, like Revenge of Revenge of the Sith, one was just so fucking choreographed. I, I know that some people that that grew up at the prequels were like, oh my god, that was so amazing. But you know, any any real fan will look at that and go, "Well, God, I don't really see 
just didn't no really seem like any kind fight. of emotion in, to it all. Right. And it just looks like Anakin is a dick, and Obi Wan's got to take care of him. It doesn't. It, there's, it doesn't show any emotion until he's just like, "We were brothers," and starts yelling. Yeah, that's out. only because you and McGregor is a really you. good actor. Yeah, and I love you and McGregor, and he he yeah. even he even poo poos the prequels. Man, he doesn't like them. Poor yeah. guy. Yeah, he and, knows I mean, they were he, shit. as good as Ewan McGregor is in in basically anything that he does, there's some deliveries in Revenge of the Sith that are just fucking horrible. Yeah, yeah, he like hung, and, he and hung, it's like man. and that, he knows that's that's shit. And well, that, that's the director's fault because like, how could you actually say, okay, we got it? Like when he turns around and says to Palpatine, like, you know, Sith lords are a speciality, and I'm like, oh my god, that's fucking terrible. He's a storyteller. I, I have to give it to George. I mean, honestly, he, he created all this shit. Without him, none of this shit would happen. So like, no, I, I love that. Right. But like, but he is not a good director. He's a good storyteller. He's good at putting together, a, you know, a really cool story. But once he like, you know, starts directing and starts, you know, he's not an actor's director. He's not. And saying every five seconds more fast and more intense does not fucking, you know, constitute as a director. It's not. Yeah. I mean, I've seen. I mean, dude, I don't know if you've ever seen Creed yet. That movie should not exist. That fucking movie should not exist. They've made fifty thousand Rocky movies, and they found a fucking way to make it fresh and awesome all over again. It's crazy. So you know yeah, with the right yet, with the right it. with the right director, you know, they're gonna make something, you know, they're gonna make dialogue that Well, should... I mean you got Natalie Portman in the prequels who won a fucking Oscar. But then Oscar, you watch her yeah. in the prequels. Awesome. Watch her in the pre- well she was a she was a she was an up and coming actress before the movies. Yes. Uh, if you and watch, then she kinda um, took a dive Beautiful you girls, know. and you watch um, Leon the professional. the professional. Oh my god, just and then she's, she's awesome. And then she's like awesome. you know she takes a dive in the prequels, and like she has some really god awful deliveries in that in that movie. Yeah. Well, the third and that's one's all deliveries. based on the director, you know, like. Yeah. And then you know she wins an Oscar like five or six years later, and it's like okay, well, how did she win an Oscar? Well, well, it's the director. They didn't utilize her talents. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you had you had Ewan, Ewan McGregor, one of the most underrated actors, and then you had an Oscar winner right there. Yeah, yeah. Important. Well, Liam Neeson. You had. I mean, the the biggest problem is having a kid in your fucking movie. It's a, no nobody gives a shit. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. nobody cares. You know, I. Uh, we can go on and on. We can love to do a do one on just the. Yeah, one of the worst lines is like. One of the worst lines in the prequels is when Obi-Wan sits down with Padme and he's like, and like, it's supposed to be like this thing, like, aha, I got you type thing when, when Obi-Wan is like, he's Anakin the father, Anakin the father is in here. It's like, who fucking else did you think was the father? <laughs> yeah. You're just, <laughs> why are you saying that now? Like, yeah, like you knew that six months ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you found her porn tape, Obi-Wan. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> who else is she fucking? Who are you fucking? Yeah. You know? I know it's so, Anakin. <laughs> so, it doesn't take the force to figure that one out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like, I smelled you out of the other day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck, where are we? Oh, so, we okay, are... the fight, the fight. Okay, so okay, what I yeah. loved about the fight is that, it, obviously, it's, it just looked like they said here, you take this stick, you take this stick, figure, just start whacking at each other. It just, it looked like it was just, you know, down and dirty. It wasn't like choreographed. That's it, what I loved about it. It was just like, oh, fuck. We got lightsabers and we're, you know, swinging at each other. They're cutting trees down. They're yeah, just swinging yeah. and shit, you know, and Finn obviously is not a aficionado with the lightsaber. And, and on, quite honestly, it doesn't really look like Ren is either. It looks like well, he I knows thought, enough to I, be well, dangerous. After the second viewing, yeah. After the second viewing, it looks like um, it looked like kind of Kylo was kind of toying with him a little bit. Oh yeah, because he could have killed him really quick, right in the beginning. Right. But he, he and then could, it isn't until it isn't until like Finn cuts him a little bit where he's like, "Fuck this." Yeah, I'm done with. And this. then he just ends it like five seconds later. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I I just yeah. I dig that shit, man. I dig that. He could have killed him at any time. You know, yeah, he just he just like went out, but yeah. Um, and then the coolest part in the movie, the, or one of the, the fucking part that 
still gave me goosebumps, bigger goosebumps than the second time around. Yeah. When Luke's lightsaber is just peeking out of the snow. Just like, like an, an hawk, empire. Baby. Just, like, just an like an empire strikes back. Mm-hmm. And Ren goes after it, and then it's force pushed past him. And Ray like fucking takes her place in the Star Wars universe and ignites the lightsaber and fucking goosebumps up and down. Oh, like you see Ren's fucking face, dude, when it flew yeah. down and he just stood there, he's like, Oh shit. He's yeah. Like, what? Yeah, and even she like even as confident she I mean she was wasn't all confident. She looked a little scared at that point. She looked yeah, scared. Yeah. She's just like, Oh my god, what did I just that's fucking crazy. I got this thing. And and then they go at it, and she's running away from him half the time, and jumping, and you know, and somersaulting, and fighting him, and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. And then oh, the 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 planet starts falling apart, and there's like a cliff, and he has her, like he has her up against that cliff. And the cross guard, you finally understand what the cross guard's fucking for, um, because she like I think they hit hit one another and then the lightsaber kind of slides down, doesn't it? And it's just kind of there. And she's like, no, what ends up happening? Well, the only way the cross card actually is shown in this is, Oh, he burns Finn's shoulder with it. Yeah. With it, which is kind of like, eh, that's not really possible for a cross card or whatever, but yeah, it was kind of cool. It, it never like, came, <laughs> it never came to, it never came to fruition. Why the cross card <laughs> is useful. So when they, they so, so when they swung the lightsabers, they just, they just like matched, right? They just like crossed. And he's yeah, like they pushing never, on her. Yeah, never, and never, it's, he yeah, never hits the cross guard. Okay. Because, so like, because the cross guard, because the cross guard has a little piece of metal that comes out, mm-hmm. which basically the lightsaber would kind of cut through that metal piece and kind of disable the cross guard. Yeah, I guess the cross guard's for, like in knights, like it's not to get your fingers chopped off, right? When someone slides the knife down. Yeah, basically, you know? I guess. So. Well, anyway, like, I don't know. It'd be kind of interesting to find out why they kind of went that route with that. Because I thought, you know, that would just make yourself get chopped, you know, if you swung the lightsaber a certain way and chop you or cut you. Yeah, yeah, whatever. cut your wrist or something. But, like, you know, so he got, he has her dead to rights. He has her over that cliff, and he's just pressing on her. And then he tries, he pulls the, he pulls the, the Vader line that is repeated in all the movies when it comes to, somebody on the dark side trying to turn somebody from the, you know, from the light side is, you know, you need a teacher, except he doesn't say it as smooth. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he says it the way that I would picture Ben Solo saying it, the way yeah. that his character had developed. He's like, you need a teacher. He's like, that was cool, me. dude, dude, that was cool. Like he didn't take her. He, he saw potential like, holy shit. Like I need to draw this person into my world. Like, right. I, can't, I don't want to take this person out just yet, you know? And so it gave her time to kind of like, ref, like he wasn't going to kill her yet. But well, she says like, the, he says the, the, the force. Mm-hmm. And then that is the light bulb where she closes her eyes. And they didn't do a good job of actually slowing the film down enough. Yeah. Because they actually, that whole section is slow-mo because if it was like in real time, you're like, well, what the fuck are you waiting for? Her eyes are closed. Cut her head off. Right. Right. So, because if you watch it again, like if you if you catch that scene, the whole scene is like in slow motion. Just yeah, not, you can see the snow the snow falling slower, and they're kind of yeah, like yeah. standing there. So then you get the awesome John Williams Force music in the background, and oh. it opens her eyes, and then it's fucking it's over. Then I loved it, dude. I loved it. I loved every bit of that. Yeah, the, the I mean for me that was my biggest takeaway. Like that was the thing that I could just could not stop talking about after the movie was over. <laughs> it was great because you know having having girls, I was like, I can't believe they're going to grow up in a world in Star Wars where the most powerful person in the galaxy is going to be a girl or a woman. That's <laughs> so cool. Yeah, so like like I I could not because you know it's hard for me to keep finding and pushing boy things on where it's like, no, it's not for boys. You know, you can, you can be whatever you want. You know, you don't, even though this is technically a boys thing, you can love it too. Now I don't have to say boy things. And when I give her a lightsaber, I'm like, no, this is actually not a boy's lightsaber. Right. This is a girl's lightsaber and you can hold it proudly. So yeah, that, 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 and I, and I, and I remember Kathleen Kennedy's words in the panel that we went to mm-hmm. 
where she, where it was, I think it was JJ panel, JJ's panel. Mm-hmm. And they asked her a question about women and she had that gleam in her eye knowing fucking full well that the most powerful person in the mm-hmm. galaxy was going to be a female because she yes. said in the panel that just wait. She's like, we, we, I forget exactly what she said because we could probably look it up online, but she said something like, you know, just wait, be patient. We do the women justice in Star Wars. Right. Forward. Well, and she fucking had that underneath her breath. Like, wait till you see the fucking women ignite a lightsaber and, right. fight, and fucking beat the shit out of the boys. Right. So, yeah, she she scared him to death. She went at him and she beat it, him pretty quickly. It was it was awesome. Oh my gosh, yeah. it was awesome. It was great. Like he looked like he didn't know what the fuck hit him. He yeah. was like, "What? What?" There's the this great scene. There's this great scene and uh, this great cut where I think it's when they're both holding the lightsabers at the like towards the real end of the fight, and it's this angry, defeated look on Kylo Ren's face. It's really quick. And it's really awesome. Oh, when where she's it's pushing like, his arm into the sand, into the sand, yeah, where right? he has no idea what is going on, like, and he's afraid and angry and confused, all in the same look. Yeah, like it's perfect because, she, like, she yeah, slices him just, a couple times. She slices him a couple times, yeah. and, he, and he falls Before back. That. Yeah, he falls right. back. He's like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then he does this, and then she does this like fucking awesome slice where he slices, she slices up and cuts his like uniform basically off and slices his face yeah, right up the, and I don't know if that's an homage to Anakin Skywalker because Anakin had that scar in his right eye, mm-hmm. but like, but his scar is bigger because it comes from his chin all the way up to his forehead. Well, now it makes more sense to wear that fucking mask now. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's like, right. I'm ugly now. I'm an ugly bitch now. Um, yeah, and then he pulls the JJ and has the planet pull apart, so they 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 didn't get to finish each other off, or he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't get to finish him off. So and then it's so it's it's you know, and then Snoke is like, you know, it's time to finish, you know, Kylo Ren's training. Which that kind of you know, it kind of gave me goosebumps a little bit. I was like, all right. Well, I immediately thought to the future of like what Ray is going to, like. You're going to see like Kylo Ren training, and then you're going to see. Ray Train. Right. You're like gonna a see Rocky movie. Yeah. Rocky see, like, and Golf Rocky and you know, Yeah, or Russian. you know, Rocky and Apollo Creed like train, you know. Rocky like, and you don't see that shit. So yeah. So anyway, so they get off the planet, everybody they win, you know, they embrace she embraces Leia uh when she gets back. Um Okay. Right after that you see, oh, we forgot earlier to mention that BB-8 rolls up to R2 and pulls the sheet off of him. Right. And 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 then c 3 is like, oh, don't bother talking to him because he's in low he's, power mode ever since, you know. Yeah, Luke disappeared. Luke disappeared. Which I found that kind of interesting. I remember in Return of the Jedi, like, he gave him basically, you know, the lightsaber and probably told him information that C-3PO didn't even know. Because you noticed C-3PO had no fucking clue what was going on. But R2 just seemed confident. He's just like, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm working on Cell Bar. You're talking about Jedi, right? Yeah, I'm talking about Jedi. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I know. He, he knows what's coming up. So it didn't really surprise me when in this movie he's in low power mode waiting for Luke to kind of give him the when he, when he When R2 powered up after the battle was over, I was like, okay, is Luke about to walk in? Like, I don't know I where. I kind of half expected Luke to just show up somewhere, even on Starkiller. Well, I well, I thought that was like I thought that was the payoff when when C through PO was saying like you know ever since Luke disappeared, uh, R two shut down and is in low power mode. And then when I saw R 2s light about to turn, and I was like, I was like waiting for either him to walk out from the stairs from beyond R two or like land a ship because I thought that was going to be the payoff. Right. Like, I was like, okay, here comes Luke. And then, like, that never happened. They actually showed the map. Um, right. Which, you know. Oh, okay, the map. There was something I was going to add or ask. <clears throat> they, the Empire, or the. Ren wants the map. The First Order wants the, the rest of the map. Because he says. And I remember he wants the BB 8th section of the map. Right. He says he has the rest that he got through Empire Records. I was right. like, I was like, what? 
So the backstory, the backstory to that is that, and this leads back to what I was speculating about that the first order wants Luke dead, but Kylo Ren wants the map to the Jedi. Okay. I understand that. How did they get that? How did they get the map in the first place? How did who get the map? Kylo Ren or the Empire? Yeah, Ren has the Ren has the entire map except for the piece that he needs from BBA. Right, and and obviously the Resistance were like, well, we don't have any of the map except for the piece that BBA has, and then they find out that R two has the rest when he powers up. But how did the Empire get the map to begin with? The big piece of the map. Oh, so my guess. My guessing or my speculation from reading what I read or whatever is that, and then what I was also thinking when he said that during the movie was basically like the Empire had been searching for the first Jedi Temple for a long time. Mm-hmm. And when the second Death Star blows up, this, the Empire doesn't fall then and there. The no. Empire is still all over the place. So my guess is that because they had been working to find this stuff that was sitting in the Empire archives, that that they will it was basically like to me again you know referencing Hitler like you did before because that's basically what it looked like that scene on on Starkiller Base that that the Empire was basically doing the same thing as Hitler was doing mm-hmm. finding like religious like religious um, artifacts mm-hmm. and basically the Empire and this is their religious artifact was trying to find the first temple okay. So, so that to me was like it. It didn't need to be explained because I just assumed like that's what was happening. Like when he says like he got it from the Empire, I was like, oh, he just probably found it in the you know the Empire archives. Well, he found the, the map, but he, but he had a missing piece in the map. That's that's why I was really confused. Like I get that the Resistance is trying to find Luke, and they have a, a piece of the clue that that they find from Max Sendow or whatever his name is, and that they still need the bigger piece. And that's when R2 goes, oh, I have the bigger piece. But the Empire, or First Order, whatever you want to call them, have that same piece too as R2 has. And they need BB-8's right. piece. So I'm trying to figure out where the fuck did they get the big piece. And Wait, Ren, you Ren, about R2? How R2 got it done? No, R2 has it. R, R, obviously, oh, so what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking is like the Empire put it together. Like they were okay. just scouring the galaxy because to try to very, find out where it was. Okay, because at the very beginning, Ren goes, "We have the we have the map from the from the records, Empire records, except right. for this little piece, and we know you have it." Blah blah blah. So I was trying to figure out where the hell they got that. Where the hell? Like, did Luke pull a piece of the map out of the Empire records and steal, you know, take it somewhere. Well, so they like have, if, if, the again, piece. using, again, using like the, the Nazis and Hitler, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? Like the, the Nazis have the book to get to the Ark. They just don't know how to decipher the Ark. Okay. Or how to get to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the same thing also in the Last Crusade, like they have, they have uh, Sean Connery's, or you know, Indiana Senior yeah. has the book, but they don't know how to get to it, or they don't know how to decipher what's going on. And basically, that's what I gathered from this: is that the Empire had collected all these pieces of the puzzle, and they're just missing the last piece of the puzzle. Hmm. So that's what I got from just watching the movie and him saying that was that they had been collecting this for a really long time. Once the Empire fell, Kylo Ren found it. And, you know, there was one missing piece, and it just so happened to be on Jakku. Yeah, because when BB-8 puts the piece up earlier in the film, C-3P goes, this this is not any known, you know, area in the galaxy. We have no idea where this is. Right. And and then when they get the big piece, which I thought was kind of cool, having R2 shove his thing up there, and then BB-8 do his thing. And so they're, like, working together to build the whole thing. Right. And then the other thing that kind of baffled me was why didn't Leia accompany, you know, Ray to the temple? Wouldn't she want to see her brother? She just kind of sent Ray and Chewie and Finn, right? Um, they didn't even send Finn. Finn was still passed out from the imagery. So it was just, oh, that's right, that's right. So it was just Ray and Chewie. Uh, Ray, like, Chewie, and BB-8. And BB-8. Well, so Poe said, here, take my robot. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> my yeah, best, yeah. Take I my guess. best friend. Take yeah, my best friend away. 
instead of taking R2, who really wants to see you, let's take this bridge. Right. But that Luke has no idea, no idea who, who that is. But then again, if there's another prequel, maybe Luke had built him at some point in time and then completely forgot that he built him. That's right. <laughs> and the robot had its memory wiped. Yeah, but not not the older version of themselves, like Obi-Wan not remembering owning a droid. That fucking saved draft like 50 times in the fucking two, two three movies. <laughs> so I wonder, like, I'm also wondering how long has Luke been away? Like, how old is Kylo Ren? How old is Rey? Oh, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it seems to me maybe he's only been away like 10 years, not 30. Well, I guess it depends on the bigger mystery, the ending mystery, is Rey, Luke Skywalker's daughter. So I was thinking it was, and then I thought, for me, I got confirmation, but not, you know, I mean, because mm-hmm. it could be wrong. But I thought I got confirmation in Luke when he started crying when he saw that Ray had his lightsaber. Because to mm-hmm. me, to me, that wasn't, those weren't, that wasn't a look of, of like, for an Where'd you get that? Yeah. Yeah, like it was like it wasn't a look like oh my god you're you're bringing a tragic thing that happened to me. Yeah, it was like it was a look like I've been waiting for you. Right, that's what I gathered too. So I was like, okay, so is that your daughter? Like, because I was thinking that beforehand, and now that you're crying like that, I go back I'm thinking, to the, is that your daughter? Not just that, but go back to the second trailer where Luke's voiceover. Right. Remember? remember? Right, right, right. Yeah. So that's a total family heritage kind of thing. Yes. You know. Well, no, he could be saying that to, he could have, those words could have been uttered to Kylo Ren because before he becomes Kylo Ren, technically. All right. I guess. But Luke said that to Leia. So I just assume he's saying it to his daughter. You're part of the family. Hey, I have it. Well, so is Ben Solo. So you don't know who he's saying that to. Yeah. You know, I, know, like, I know he recorded that voiceover just for the trailer, but no, I know, but it has like, specific meaning to it, obviously, for right. you know knowing what's going to happen. But you don't know if that was something that was for Kylo Ren or Ben Solo or for Ray. Like you have yeah. no idea. Yeah, like everybody has a last name except for Ray and Finn. But the only reason why Finn doesn't have a last name is because there's just a bunch of numbers. Right. So, and Ray might not remember because she's too little when she was. Uh, all right. So, you know, that's the big mystery, too. So, right. maybe so she that's was, the movie. Maybe she was conceived without a father, just like Anakin. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I got past that part the other day. He's just like just you were. You were born like I had anal sex with your mom, and you were born. I have no clue how this happened. Yeah. but <laughs> my my midi chlorians busted through your small intestine <laughs> into your fallopian tubes. <laughs> right. My force powered midi chlorian <laughs> sperm right. went through your small intestine and impregnated you. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. Well, maybe, be, maybe, maybe Shmi Skywalker thinks that it was like a miracle birth, but in all reality, she was like, she was like a, you know, stupid teen who believed in the pull-out method. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right. And I was like, nope, I didn't have, uh, you know, I wasn't. Well, she might be weak-minded. Someone could have, the Jedi could have yeah. went up to her and said, have sex with me. And she's like, okay, you know, and then. It could it be does. Darth Plagueis. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. At Which the again, skin still makes no- at the cantina. He's just there having a beer and he's like, hey, he's like, hey, would you like, like, would you like some blue milk? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not a, spike this blue milk. He pulled a Bill Cosby. And was like, yeah, there's no, there's no roofies in this blue milk. Have some. Yeah. Have some. Right. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. <clears throat> that's terrible but um yeah so like you know the movie ends with her climbing up the stairs and you know that luke's at the end of it and sees him seeing him in that cloak and a different color cloak super cool and he had like a different robotic hand you know which yeah you know, longer guess, longer hair too definitely longer hair than what you saw in that like leaked foot like the leaked photo yeah yeah well dude he kind of looked like a vagrant man 
He kind of looked in like he's been sit- living on the streets. The, oh. No, in the movie, he looked like he was been living on the streets, and he looks crazy. He looks like that the Unabomber guy. That's <laughs> it. No, he did. He did. He he looked like the Unabomber guy. Yeah. Now we just have to wait a year and a half and find out. You know, actually, hear Luke speak. Yes, and he's you know going to probably be training Ray. I wonder if he's going to do the whole Yoda thing and be like, "You're too old. I can't. I can't train you." <clears throat> who knows who knows I'm just like oh my god where are they going to go from here you know like where do they go it's crazy well there's a lot of things in the movie that are just coincident shit that are never going to be answered and then there's other things that are really important that are going to be answered like Snoke like who Ray is and you know how does Kylo Ren complete his training like shit like like little things like that well it- well, those are big things. The little thing, you know, it's funny because, like, as fans, as like, I have all these like questions about little tiny stupid things, like, you know, the fact of like, where did they get the lightsaber? How did Lapita come? How did Maz come? You know, get there? Yeah. yeah, I mean, was somebody working on Bespin? She shrugs it off. She's like, oh, I'll tell that story another time. I hope it gets told. You know, I'm just like, I want to know. Yeah, I want to know how the fuck you got it from Bespin. And it better not be some like passing by stupid explanation like how the Millennium Falcon ended up on Jakku. Right. Like, don't tell me it got fucking stolen from somebody or, like, lost in bed or some shit like that. I mean, this is a fucking lightsaber. Yeah. Because even in, even in Luke's time, you don't see lightsabers. So that would have been a hot commodity. I want to know who this Duquesne person is. I Someone, someone was telling me, like, um, or maybe I was reading somewhere about how Rebels is canon. Rebels cartoon series is canon, and there's some things, yeah, there's some things in the movie that refers to Rebels, but I I don't know I don't I've only watched the first season of Rebels, so I couldn't tell you like what was referenced. Oh, speaking of which, there was only one reference to the prequels in the movie. I don't know that I don't know that show very well. Oh yeah, what was the reference again? It was um, Kylo Ren saying like we should use a clone army. Ah yeah, that's because crazy. if you remember in the original trilogy. They mention the Clone Wars, even though the word clone is in the Clone Wars when, when, you know, Leia says it to, for, for Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. you never actually hear that it's actually about clones, you know, and ever. Do you, do you remember ever. when that, when that line was uttered, do you remember going, oh shit, I want to know what that's like, you know? Yeah, yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Cause I wanted to see like what it was like for it a was Jedi. Disappointing. To- it was disappointing. Yeah, I mean, we got... Because we, we shot... We, we're, we're fighting robots. You know, that's what we're doing is fighting fucking robots. So, yeah. So, anyway, so the original trilogy, when the Clone Wars is mentioned, they don't mention that it's actually clones in the war. You're thinking, okay, what could that possibly mean, you know? Right, right. So, and then you get the prequels, and then you find out it's called the Clone Wars because the army is a bunch of clones. So... Which honestly, but, I don't think he. But even that knew was. That. I don't even but think that he knew was, what the uh, Wars was. No, he didn't. But again, <laughs> but that, but again, the prequels are canon, so the original trilogy doesn't mention the fact that it's an actual clone army. It never mentions it. No, no. Nope. Prequels is the one that gives you the clone army, and when Ren says, "You know, we should be using a clone army," that is the only reference back to the prequels. Right. Which I thought was kind of cool because it's probably the only thing that kind of works, maybe. Right. Well, they can't talk about Jar Jar and Gungans. Or Mandalorians, so. Right. So, yeah, it was the only only reference back to the prequels that I picked up. Yeah, I think. Oh, did you pick up the first line? Did you think it was a, did you think it was a dig at the prequels? Yes. And I even, um, it's funny you mentioned that because just today, or was it yesterday? I was reading something about um, the first few lines uttered in the movie, and they were talking about how that was quite possibly, a di- you know, possibly a dig to the prequels. And I was like, oh my god! Like, I totally thought that when he said that. I was like, oh my gosh, that's a total dig. But who knows? They don't know. Like, they'd have to like flat out ask him. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of questions we'd love to ask JJ right now. Like, oh, dude, when when you said that, was that because of this? You know, there's all sorts. He of would things. never, he would never answer the 
dig at the prequels question. He would never answer that. No, he would never. He would never bite the hands of feed. He would never, you know, go against George. But he has said things very subtly that has that has been small digs at the prequels and George. Yeah, he's had small digs. Like like the whole. I mean, just saying that. Hey, we're gonna go back to practical effects is like probably one of the biggest digs because. It just it's a CG thing, you know. Obviously, yeah. And then he was, too yeah. And then he was full blown asked about mini chlorians. He was like, "You will never hear mini chlorians and ever again." Yeah. So, like, that's not a dig. It's just like it's an admission of like fucking stupidest idea ever. It's never. It, yes, it's canon, but it'll never come up in our movies. You know, type of a thing. Like, yeah, your drunk uncle Bob exists, but he's never being invited to Christmas. Right. I like his explanation of the force. I was just like, you know, the force is everywhere and some people are just more in tune to it than others. And some people can control it better and all this stuff. It's not just, you know, a virus in your body. You know, yeah. they, they never yeah. want, they never one time explain in Harry Potter why some people are wizards and some people are muggles. They never, never, ever explain it. And I'm fine with that. It doesn't yeah. need to be explained. Like, there's fact, nothing you can do. You just either you just either have it or you don't. Yeah. In fact, two muggles can have a wizard kid, and a muggle and a wizard can have a muggle or a wizard kid, or yeah. two wizards can have a squib, someone who doesn't have any wizard right. powers. You know, I just I love that. I was like, that's great. You know, that's the way it should be. Um. So yeah, it, it was. I like I overall, dude. I enjoyed this movie a lot. I really enjoyed yeah. It. No, I know we nicked the shit out of it, but like. <laughs> But like I said in the beginning, like if the prequels didn't suck so goddamn bad, we would probably not like this movie as much. No, I'd, I'd give it an I'd give it an eighty, maybe a seventy-five, eighty percent if we if we yeah. got good prequels, if we got really good prequels. I'd probably go if I, if I was literally going to just concentrate on the plot holes and not what I saw, I would probably go in the sixties. Yeah. Um, because like, yeah, I mean, like they just hit on all the notes that you needed to say, like t he had so much to do. I mean, he had, he had to have had, a, a he springboard. Clean, he had to clean up a huge mess, dude. Yeah. This is, this is like hiring a president after George Bush. You had to have someone come in and try to clean up a huge mess. Yeah, and he had to he had to clean it up without actually saying I have to clean this up. Right. Oh, I know. Imagine behind closed doors going, "Fuck George, you fucking asshole." You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, He's it's like, like, "Oh fuck, I want to do this, but you already fucked it up." Yeah, and um, I, I guess the Toy Story three guy got got credit for his writing, but I don't know how much of his stuff is in the movie. It's all JJ and and, it's, Lauren, and uh, it looked like Jackson. I think. Stan, right? His name's yeah. Stan. Yeah. 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 I don't know how much I don't know how much was actually in there. And like I'm guessing a lot of the fanboy shit that's in there has gotta be JJ. Yeah, of course. Of course. Or, and I wonder how the, much of like the heartfelt stuff is from Stanton. I, I uh from Kazdan? I think No it's, Stan. Uh, oh oh oh. Um I don't know. Because, like, there was a... Remember when a Guardians about, came out? Remember when mm -hmm. Guardians came out, like, and what's-his-face was all, like, and this is my script and, you know, whatever. James Gunn, yeah, was a woman yeah, together. Yeah, Gunn, you know, mm -hmm. basically is an asshole. But, you know, he basically didn't give any credit to the original screenwriter. No. She got credit for it. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, well, no. And then the story came out about how much was actually in the movie, and that gun basically added or changed a few plot points here and there and made it his own. Well, so like, she was the main starting point for the entire movie. Well, basically, she developed a template for the new Guardians, I guess, not the older ones, but the newer ones. Um, and he saw the template and just just infused all his ideas and his shit into it, basically. But she's the one that developed the template or developed you know, some sort of story there. So, which is really easy to do. I mean, if someone just comes up with the initial idea, of course, someone can come in and look at it and go, oh, like, this is really good, but I'm going to do this and this and this, you know, it's like, okay. So maybe from what I hear with the Toy Story 3 guys, he actually wrote a script, full script, 
And they went in and didn't use, they just tore it apart. They rewrote a completely different script. But then why would they give him screen credit then? Well, because they're, because of all the work he did on it, I'm sure there's something that's got to be in there that's his, like something. But I think the overall... I don't like, think we'd ever find out. I think a lot of the dialogue was, you know, the other guy. Like J.J., you can totally tell the stuff that he put in there. Because it was very Star Trekian too, a lot of the stuff he was doing with the aliens yeah, on the but crater. See, see, when you, you know, say stuff like that, the ship's when you say around, stuff that's like it's very Star trek well, here's Star like Trek. My, I'm on, here's Star Trek, not the but, old Star Trek. My, no, no, I understand that. But like, yeah. because like to me, Star Trek, his Star Trek was not Star Trek. To me, his Star Trek was Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, because like seriously, like if you watch that movie, the why why it works so well for us, it's because it moves like a Star Wars movie. It moves you know, there's like, really no science to it. it. It moves like one, but. There is differences, but um, he definitely took some of his um, camera stuff that he did on that film and some of the storytelling elements that he likes to do. Did you notice any, like, um, lens flares in this movie? Only one. I think it's when the um, Falcon is on Jakku. I think it does that loop-de-loop thing, and I think there's, like, a little star. But other than that, it was I don't think... I, I think didn't even. The only know. one I saw was when the Star Killer base fired the laser. Well, yeah, there's when that Kylo too. Ren but like was that, standing on the ship. Yeah, that was pretty badass though. Like he, I think he even admits he went a little crazy on his last couple of films with that. Like in, if you watch Super Eight and you watch the Star Trek movies, oh my god, it's like every other scene there's a goddamn star uh, flare, lens flare. Yeah, Star Trek. There's a ton. Yeah, but um. No, I just, I overall, I really like the film, and I'm and I'm glad that it's like Star Wars. It's back on track. It felt like a Star Wars movie. Had a lot of homage, a lot of care in, in the dialogue, and a lot of the the visual stuff, and a lot of fanboy stuff. Which, quite frankly, you know, how many years have you spent with your friends talking about, oh, how cool would it be if this happened or this and that. And, like, you could totally tell he sat down and did that and just put it in the movie. So, like, and there's – now we get a guy who who is a very interesting filmmaker that's going to be making the next movie. I'm not so really looking forward to episode nine as I am to eight mostly because Ryan Johnson's fucking – he's awesome. Like, every movie I've seen so far his is – Well, I mean – is one of my favorites. Colin, whatever his name is, like, his big name, the famous – or big – big fame thing is is Jurassic World, which wasn't really that good of a movie. It just somehow made that much ton of fucking money. That's what worries me. Like Marvel has this tendency of hiring directors that are like up and coming and, and stuff like that, who have like a voice and all that stuff. But he also all that he did was pay homage to Jurassic like he Jurassic two and three don't exist. Uh, there was, yeah. This is the first direct sequel to Jurassic Not that he has to close out this trilogy, which yeah. is difficult to do. Yeah, which he's, he says there's two more movies going to be made. I'm just like, well, what else are you going to do? Like, what other island is this shit? I'm like, how many different fucking times? This was kind of like they just took Jurassic Park and they made a direct sequel to it. It's homage to it. They had bigger and badder dinosaurs. Like, the, the movie parallels what we want as an audience. The, the people in the film want bigger dinosaurs to go see in the park. And we as an audience want to see a big-ass dinosaur fuck shit up, you know. And it, it worked. I don't know. It, it struck a chord. I don't think the second or third movie is going to do nearly as well. Um, no, I don't think so either. But, um, but Star Wars, I mean, you can almost say the same thing. Maybe the second third movie don't do as well unless – the middle movie, the middle movie is key to the whole thing. Like, if well, it has Luke going for it. Yeah, that's true too. I think that the marketing geniuses don't put Luke in the Luke in the movie till the very freaking end, so that way you're just dying to see, you know, what's going to happen next in the next movie. Yeah. So, uh, you know. I, I have no clue where they're going from here. Supposedly the script is done and it's amazing. Everyone says it's amazing, whatever. And, um, 
that we'll see in a year and a half. Year and a half. Shit. We we have a new Star Wars movie in a year. Yeah, we have Rogue One coming out in December. Yeah. So that's going to be pretty cool. But uh, all right, man. So this right. will end our first ever podcast. A nice two and a half hour long. Yeah. Almost three hour long. Yes. Just as uh, long as the damn movie. Weekends. Yes. Longer. This longer is longer than the movie. Nice. This is the special edition version of the Force Awakens review. Yes, and we didn't rush. We didn't rush the ending like the movie did, so that's good. Yeah, this is a special edition version where you're going to see like a nice, like uh, you know, Tie Fighter flying in the background. That's not necessary, and <laughs> nice lizard walking right. Oh, your speaking camera. of which, that that homage to Apocalypse Now with the Tie Fighters in the sunset was fucking awesome too. Oh, that was that a was great so shot. Good God, it was a good shot. So many good shots in this movie. Don't have enough time in the day to talk about it. But next time we talk, definitely got to. We should dive into the original trilogy, and then lastly, go into the prequels and tie all everything up. And, yeah, uh, we'll have to. We'll work our way backwards from seven back to one. Unfortunately, yeah, that sounds good. That's a good idea. All right, man. All right, that's it. That's it. We're done. We did it.